Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first M2E podcast, uh, where we'll be talking all things marketing and uh, education, specifically focusing on uh, online education and instructional design, uh, as well as um, you know K twelve higher ed education and a big focus on B two B education, um, which is a really uh, fast growing industry. Um, if you are a part of that, and uh, we have a great guest on uh, that I'll introduce in a second. I'm J W Marshall. Uh, Fifteen years experience in education technology, online learning, and marketing. And uh, we're really excited to have this podcast um, for you every week. We're going to have different guests covering different topics. Um, and uh, this week is really special to have um, Jennifer Stringer joining us from New York, all the way from New York. Uh, we're <laughs> sh- shooting here in Dallas. So if there are any sirens uh, running by, I promise you they are in New York, not in <laughs> Dallas. Um, so, it's very uh, appropriate the, for our uh, the f- podcast here to be connecting over uh, thousand, a thousand miles away. Exactly. We're educating from afar. Um, (laughs) And so uh, Jennifer is uh, the founder of Square32, an EDU marketing agency. They work with organizations um, uh, who are trying to redefine teaching and learning, which is why we had her on as one of our first guests. Uh, She's also a former educator, and now she works with her team to help uh, ed tech, nonprofits, education companies, um, to educate, engage, and empower their target audiences, which is um, going to be a great topic for today. Um, so before we jump into all of the fun questions that I have uh, to ask on the podcast, um, if you could just give us a little bit of a perspective on where you're coming from as far as you know your experience in uh, schools and education, um, as well as, and, and you were a teacher, a principal, a tech coordinator, you've kind of done it all on that front, um, and then more recently as an ed tech consultant, um, I know you've got uh, experience in marketing, strategy, PR, online learning, of course. Um, and uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your background, and um, you know what trends you're seeing here in uh, e-learning uh, as the industry is growing and changing. And uh, the million dollar or $325 billion question, mm-hmm. uh, because that's the estimated wow. uh uh, impact this is going to have uh, globally by 2025 is 325 billion dollar uh, industry. Uh, so I threw a lot at you there, but we're going to cover <laughs> a lot in this podcast. So uh, yeah, welcome and um, uh, answer all those questions. Yes, coming right up. Sure. <laughs> well, thanks so much for the introduction. Uh, I'm excited, really uh, excited to be here to kind of see this take shape. It's exciting uh, to see so much attention uh, start to you know come around a lot of these important issues in education uh, and how marketing and education really work together uh, to create really successful organizations and, and empower people. So I'm excited to be here. Great. And we've been talking about doing this for a while. So it's finally here. It's 2020. It's That's happening. Right. Um, and, and so we couldn't be more excited. Um, what, give us kind of one thing as far as maybe a trend for 2020. Um, maybe it's not a new trend, but a trend you see increasing um, as far as online learning goes and how it's you know, really being incorporated uh, more and more in the day-to-day of uh, our lives personally, but also in uh, you know re- reference to education and, and business. Sure. You know, I think uh, looking at this, you know, really this huge trajectory that we're on to this 
325 billion dollar market um, there's so many factors at play here uh, you know since I uh, in my life and in my professional life the explosion of tech is just astronomical it's grown so much um, my first year in the classroom our quote-unquote using technology in the classroom meant playing a video you know a video that was actually stored on our hard drive of our computers and you know we could actually share it with the class um, and now I have a three-year-old who has to ask Alexa what the weather is every morning before we go outside so I can't imagine mine. I have twins that are two and a half and they're just now trying to say Alexa to get her to do <laughs> play the play frozen typically. Right. Um, <laughs> so I can only imagine when they get to that point where they can do that and uh, hopefully we'll we'll do that responsibly and branch out from frozen. But um, yes. yes, I'm right there with you that these kids are digital natives now. Yeah. So it's really um, it's it's so key now to think about how they're engaging with their world. Uh and, and what kinds of jobs and opportunities they're going to have. Uh, I can't even begin to, to imagine what uh, the world will be like for them, uh, entering your twins and, and my, you know, my daughter, how, what, what it will be like when they enter uh, the workforce. So there's this huge push for learning and education and this real thirst for knowledge that's happening all around us, uh, both formally in schools and universities, both in schools and in universities, but this also this idea of ongoing learning that has to continue, um, you know, so that you can stay up to date with trends in your industry uh, to better yourself, to find new opportunities that kind of formal and informal ongoing learning is now at the, you know within our hands we're holding i you know alexa probably could you know read out plenty of information and content for us to absorb and learn from so individuals know how important this is and industries are really starting to understand if they want to have engaged employees who are staying on top of trends, who understand the organization and the culture of the organization really well, and are staying on top of their game. Uh, in order to do that successfully, you have to provide support and opportunities for your uh, for the e-learning. For e you have to provide e-learning opportunities uh, for your employees. Yeah, and I think you're really seeing that shift because millennials have been in the marketplace for a while now working and are moving into leadership positions. And um, online learning is no longer um, a nice to have or, you know, well, we should do that down the road. Um, it's really an expectation and a growing expectation as the workforce is uh, becoming um you know, more saturated with millennials, which is great. Um, and, you know, millennials are becoming leaders. They're, you know, really pushing the envelope, it feels like. And uh, it's been really, you know, positive for the most part for uh, all of us to uh, kind of come along this digital transition, this digital journey, if you will, um, you know, as, you know, technology has, you know, provided that capability 
And um, it's, I think it's really exciting times. We're kind of on the cusp of this golden age of online learning, in my opinion. Um, I had one more question before we kind of jump in um, to some, you know, more topics. Um, but I'm curious, with your background in marketing and education, what can marketers learn from education? Well, there's two things that if you ask any teacher and probably any marketer, uh, you know, what, what is one of the most important things of, to, of you know, what you do and, and how do you describe it? Capturing and holding attention is probably number one. Um, it being, yep. <laughs> or being a parent of um, young kids, <laughs> capturing attention. Uh, with the, if you're in a classroom with first graders, before getting into any topic, into uh, especially you know something they may not quite be interested in, you've got to be able to capture their attention. Uh, and make something that's really have a, a hook, make something personal, relevant for them. It's the same thing in marketing. Uh, kids in a classroom have a lot of a lot of different distractions and can daydream or or tune out what an educator or teacher is saying. Uh, what that looks like in marketing is someone scrolling through their Facebook feed and skipping right over your ad because. They, they don't know when it, it doesn't ca capture their attention. And as you probably know, growing up, if you were anything like me, there was certainly many times where you asked, you know, what's in this for me? Um, you know, why do I need to know calculus? <laughs> right. Still uh, ask myself that. Right, right. It's not something um, that comes up in my day-to-day -day work. Um, for some of you out there, I'm sure that it does. Um, having that attention, being able to capture that attention and make something really relevant and make it, make someone see right away the, the what's in it for me. Um, that's so key, whether you're doing that in the world of education or you're doing that um, from a marketing perspective. So that, that piece is so key. Uh, but once you have their attention, you have to be able to do something with it. So this is where storytelling tools, inspiration, and inspiring action are this is kind of the second uh, uh, aspect of how these two fields are really uh, becoming more and more connected uh, because you've got educators and marketers wanting to capture attention. And again, you're not successful as an educator and you're not successful as a marketer if the people that you're talking to, your audience, aren't inspired and they, they don't take action. Uh, so the tools and techniques and, and the things you need to know to get that done in both places may be a little bit different, uh, but those two key components are, are really more alike in those fields than they are different. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And also, and B2B, you know, it seems like there's been a shift in people wanting um, to learn things and be educated on things before they would buy something or partner with someone instead of being, you know, sold uh, something. Um, has that been your experience as well? That's very, very true. Uh, and and it, that's, I think, from our own perspectives, you know, we know that 
I'd, I'd much rather um, have someone kind of really relate to me um, and understand my pain points and understand um, what I, you know, the value that I might need from a brand uh, before I pull out my credit card and say, you know, I want to buy. Uh, so a brand has to be really honed in on how to make themselves create value and drive value in each customer experience. So everything from, uh, you know, a blog article that you've written uh, to really help people understand um, kind of, you know, a how-to or a listicle as, as, they're, um, as they're commonly known. That I love listicles. Is, I know, I know. Top five reasons that I love listicles. Yeah, or podcasts or, <laughs> or video. podcasts or videos. Right. All of those pieces of, of value uh, are valuable to me because I'm getting some humor. I'm getting, I'm learning and taking something away from it. So, so that's important, you know, both internally and in building culture in an organization, but it's also how you're presenting yourself in the marketplace too. Yeah, and, and oftentimes the best place to start is, you know, internally um, as a business um, because your employees are out there learning on their own, right? They're watching uh, YouTube videos and Masterclass and Khan Academy and that kind of thing. Um, and so I think businesses are finally starting to realize, well, if we don't provide some of that um, quality content and education internally and custom to our business, our people are going to go out and find it somewhere else and uh, they could you know, find it somewhere else with another company. And, and, you know, so retention is becoming an issue for some companies that aren't keeping their employees continually engaged and uh, educated. And so I think that's another um, key area that you're seeing a shift in people, um, you know, really realizing that this is um, no longer kind of a nice to have. It's becoming a must have really quickly. And uh, as I uh, often say, you know, this is the golden age of online education and, you know, the way that you can engage um, your employees, your customers, uh, your students. Um, and so uh, what are some ways, because you mentioned, you know, it's tough to get people's attention and hold it in person, um, let mm -hmm. alone online. Um, what are maybe uh, some tips for, you know, online um, marketing and educating through marketing uh, that uh, you've seen in, in your experience? Anything that you can do to be novel, to insert humor, to insert story, those types of things that are a little bit out of the ordinary are great ways to hook uh, someone's attention. Uh, any kind of engaging uh, variety of content uh, is important. So again, you walk into uh, you know, a meeting or you walk into a conference, let's say, and on the screen, a lot of times people have just the name of the, the conference, the name of the session and the date, and, you know, it doesn't stand out to you. It's not anything uh, that you're really going to spend too much time thinking about. But if you can have something up on the screen or the first slide um, in a, an e-learning course or something that you're presenting, if it's a a really funny picture uh, or you know a video a short gif or something that's moving it's visual it's graphic or sound if you can provide 
different ways and different mediums um, to your audiences, that's important not only from the beginning, but all the way throughout. Uh, having some transitions and moving from just information, information, information to, again, an image, some kind of uh, video, breakaway, audio, those, those pieces are so, so key. Um, and one of the things that a trend that I'm you know, really starting to see from some instructional designers and the way that uh, courses and products are being developed is with a, a larger eye and a bigger focus on the visual preparation and the visual presentation. So not that every instructional designer uh, has to be a graphic designer, uh, but you really need to be able to think about not only the words that you're going to say and the words that might be up on the screen, but also how can you show this uh, using graphics? You know, How can you paint a better picture of a topic by showing how it's connected uh, you know, through kind of a, a graph or some other way of you know pulling and telling that story through um, a visual element. So those pieces I think are really key at helping improve learning experiences and really keeping learners engaged. I love those ideas and I think you hit it on the head um, doing something unexpected or right? a picture mm -hmm. of something you wouldn't expect associated with the topic and then tying it in something that's going to get people to pay attention because otherwise you know it's hard to break through the noise so right, I think leveraging right. the unexpected is big um, and a lot of times I like to ask people when we're talking about potentially um, helping them build some online learning um, I like to ask a question that um, maybe makes people a little uncomfortable and I like to ask mm. uh, how do your customers know everything that you want them to know about your products or your services um, and it makes them think like, I don't know, do they know everything? Um, and, and if they say yes, you know, they probably, you know, are lying. Um, <laughs> and, and so I'll follow up and say, okay, well, how do you know? And, you know, they're like, well, I just, you know, because I know it, I feel like they know it. And that's a common mm -hmm. uh, misconception. And so I think that's another area where online learning really helps because you have now data to support what your customers know or don't know. Uh, your employees, you know, what do they know and what are they, you know, struggling with or where could they improve? You have real in, uh, data that you can act on in real time to make the customer experience better, to make your uh, employees more uh, you know, equipped with the skills they need to perform for your company. And so, um, yeah, sometimes leading with a question that uh, uh, is maybe a riddle or makes someone a little uncomfortable to just get their attention to kind of break them out and, and get them really focused on you is, is something that uh, has worked for me as well. So Yeah, that's um, a great idea. Absolutely. We're shifting as a culture of learning from um, learning outcomes where you're transferring knowledge and you're learning conceptually or intellectually something to performance outcomes where you're learning how to do something and you're doing as you're learning and at the end of that learning experience um, you're able to you know acquire a new skill that you can put into practice right away um, and I think you know we're seeing that in businesses more and more um, but it's exciting to see that in um, k-12 education you know as well uh, where it, it is more actionable and that connects it to the real world more so that 
you're then going to want to learn more. And it's a, you know, kind of a, a, a cycle for good. Um, what are some specific strategies that um, you found in your experience um, really help to engage learners or help improve learning experiences? Um, it could be from, you know, experience with school or work or, or beyond. One thing that you just mentioned, I think is really key. Um, the idea of performance outcomes uh, to really engage learners and to make learning stick. Uh, having actionable, uh, tangible outcomes uh, and an actual experience, right? Being able to apply information that they're learning is so key. So anytime you're thinking about a learning strategy uh, and building together a learning experience, the application piece of it is probably 99% uh, of where your effort should go. Um, Because presenting information is one thing, and that certainly is a huge push. You know, you need to have skills to do that. Uh, but the application is where a lot of that learning is going to stick. Uh, so that's a really key point is, is honing in, uh, as you mentioned, on some of those performance um, kind of base outcomes. Um, but engaging content is key. And, and this is back again to capturing attention. If your content is... Uh, you know, a slide deck and you've got bullet points and tons and tons of words, Uh, you know, you're not going to capture a lot of people's attention. Uh, You might capture their attention, but you may not hold it for very long. So, yeah, using a variety of formats is so key. Uh, Having, you know, video and audio, that's key. I'm loving all of the new Um, podcast trends and things that I'm seeing, audio is really key. Um, And the other, you know, piece that I'm starting to see more of a focus on um, is a designer and an instructional designer thinking through how the visual story unfolds uh, and how the graphic elements really play a key in creating content that uh, engages learners and really gets them to um, think about um, the concepts in a much more, in a much deeper way. Awesome. So shout out to all the instructional designers out there that are listening. We love you. Um, You know, if you ever see one, give them a hug. They're amazing people. Um, And uh, instructional design is a great point. It's nothing new for, you know, education and curriculum. But um, in the B2B world, um, everyone's not as versed in what instructional design is, what instructional designers do. Um, And so we're going to have some instructional designers on the podcast in uh, future episodes. So stay tuned for that. We don't have time to (laughs) divert too far into uh, instructional design today, but to say that it is very important in building um, engaging content, especially for online learning. Um, And uh, kind of on the, the topic of online learning, how have you seen the need for online learning, the impact of online learning increase in recent years um, with the clients that you work with, um, and maybe give an example or two of how you've integrated online learning to complement or enhance, you know, the marketing mix, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. 
There's so many different, really impactful uh, examples that we, you know, see of how technology and, and online learning is really bringing a lot of access to such a broader uh, audience of people uh, from things, uh, different types of platforms that are bringing professors from, you know, top universities and making those kinds of things accessible, that content accessible to a much wider uh, audience. And so that, to me, that's where I'm seeing some of the, the biggest impact of, of online learning uh, in, in really developing that marketplace and giving them a larger audience. And that's starting to translate uh, into creating more content um, that may not be coming from universities, but it might be coming from um, brands or it might be coming from socially impact-minded uh, corporations, nonprofits. I'm seeing a lot more of the people that are kind of in connected to education in some of these informal ways, to use that term again, thinking about how content and education, how those two things are really tightly connected. So um, some of the work that we've done uh, with this corporate social responsibility uh, is bringing together different viewpoints um, and different industries to drive behavior change and to, to produce um, educational outcomes and, and improve them. So, for example, um, we've done some work with uh, one of the leading toothpaste companies, um, and we've started to put together a program for them uh, that reaches kids and families on oral health. So what they've really you know, decided is that this is really core to their mission. They want to help kids and families understand more about oral health. So they, they know that it's um, hitting this, you know, with this new term of kind of a double bottom line. Um, it's, you know, driving buyers to their brand uh, and building their brand awareness but it's also using education as a way to uh, enhance uh, the lives of their, uh, the lives of the people who are gaining access to this education. And so the content piece that I'm seeing both from um, brands and kind of coming across uh, over that kind of education space is that we really see the ways that brands are communicating are happening in ways that include learning opportunities. I was just going to say that seems to be a, a bigger trend. And I know just in our personal lives, we would rather um, be educated on something than be sold something, right? We would rather, you know, learn things that we want to learn about yes. than have, you know, kind of the old traditional model of uh, sales being forced, you know, down our throats. Um, and so, uh, do you see that as kind of one of the big trends for 2020 and beyond? Um, is this kind of paradigm shift in sales and marketing? I think it's really key. Uh, and I talk to a lot of my clients about this. Adding value at every single point is going to become more 
and more important as brands try to differentiate themselves. Everything from searching online, um, you know, to trying to solve a problem to um, the actual customer experience, the onboarding, um, it, you know, moving even beyond the getting the contract signed or having the conversion, the, the sold um, transaction, the sale, as you were describing, what does that look like afterwards? You know, are you building brand loyalty? Uh, are you tapping into ambassadors? Uh, but I think you're, you're exactly right. These, these types of trends, this larger uh, value add, uh, both in how brands work, in, in, in our world, in our space, I think they're really starting to open up what kind of value they can add uh, to people's lives, which I think is great. Yeah, and that's the kind of the ultimate holy grail of marketing is, you know, to educate your, you know, target audience and then your customers and then um, have your customers loving it and understanding it so well that then they can, you know, educate others, you know, through word of mouth, but not just to say, hey, you should try this, but you should try this because of X and explain and educate, you know, other people, you know, and extend your reach as a brand and uh, as a product offering, I think is really what we're all trying to attain. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, this seems to be the new, uh, you know, people are finally coming around to this is the best way to do this um, is, you know, to provide that value and that education and then, you know, get it out there into the world. So, um, what's something that people might think is, um, be surprised to know about this shift to online learning and, and what would advice would you give to companies that are looking to get uh, more into, um, the online learning space for, for 2020? It's initiative for a lot of companies. 2020 is the year we're going to go more digital. Um, what, what would they be surprised about and what would you recommend, uh, uh they do to get started? A lot of people are surprised uh, and are the instructional designers that we hugged earlier. We can give them another shout out. Um, but I think people are surprised at the amount of time and effort uh, that goes into creating content. Uh, and even beyond that, creating a really good strategy uh, and kind of program, uh, whether you're in a in an organization and you're doing training and development, uh, how to actually, you know, move through the stages of creating that content. Uh, everything from doing a needs assessment and, and figuring out what uh, actually needs to be created, what the needs of your learners are, to the technical skills of creating a video uh, or using some tools as we were talking about before, uh, in creating visual designs uh, and making sure that the content is is engaging. So I think that there's this, uh, whether you're on marketing or education side, uh, there's the idea that content just happens um, or, you know, you, you put some things together in a, in a slide deck and you've got it uh, good to go. Uh, but really good instructional designers and really good marketers make sure that they are building out a really solid strategy. They understand their audiences really well, uh, and then they're building out content uh, 
to do that. So it's a, a longer process, uh, but it also allows for tons of creativity. Uh, so those people who have a lot of this, um, a lot of these different skills, I think, are going to really be in demand uh, as companies start to understand the value of education, uh, both in an both externally as a part of some of the corporate social aspects that we talked about before, but also uh, internally, uh, making sure that their organization stays competitive uh, in, uh, and they have engaging online learning that keeps their uh, employees, staff members, team members up to date uh, and relevant. Once you're, and once you've, you're really getting you know, some of that good content um, and you have some of those processes that start to emerge that allow you to be more successful and allow you to optimize that, you know, building out kind of a template, thinking about plans, all of the different steps that it might take to create this content, the more that you can build process around that, uh, it takes away a lot of the the kind of the heavy, heavy lift from an instructional designer, and it allows for more of that creative, uh, the creative juices to flow and to really um, allow someone to take a piece of content and turn it into something uh, or a topic and turn it into something great um, because they have some of the, the process and the plan and the templates uh, down and created for them uh, so they can spend more time on uh, the creative side of things. Absolutely. It, it's as long as you have a start um, and an idea and learning objectives, um, you know, that helps uh, get the instructional design uh, expert to, uh, you know, kind of take it to the next level. So it's always a little tougher when you're starting from scratch. Um, but um, I think the ultimate reality is it, if this was easy, everybody would already be doing it. Um, and so it does take uh, work and um dedication and you got to be intentional with it it takes budget um, sometimes uh, oftentimes um, and so I, I think um, the, the payoff is there though and uh, that's where I think we're now seeing numbers uh, as high as 80% of businesses in the US are doing some form of online learning so they're coming around to this is not going away this is the future uh, it's 2020 so the future is now <laughs> right. and um, this is something that we need to start to you know get serious about and start dipping our toe into if not fully immersing ourselves and I think you're right on the best place typically to start is with your own company with your own employees and then naturally you know uh, organically grow that out to your customers and then to your marketing and you know your industry um, whatever that may be so I think that's a great uh, a great strategy to, to get started but definitely uh, do your research reach out and, and you know, there are plenty of experts out there in the world that uh, specialize in uh, these type of things just like you would be uh, doing marketing strategy planning uh, you you want to be doing instructional design and strategy planning for your for your online learning um, courses and uh, endeavors as you keep going well Jennifer this has been um, a great conversation really insightful we really appreciate um, you being on and uh, you know sharing your insights and your experience with us. Uh, we hope to have you on again in a, a future podcast. So thank you again for, for joining us. We'll have you on again for sure. And uh, 
stay tuned uh, for future podcasts. For everyone out there listening, we really appreciate uh, your time. And we've got some exciting uh, new topics coming up and new guests. Uh, So keep an eye out for those on our website. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks so much, JW. It was great.